welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, none other than Jackson White, co-founder, editor-in-chief of Politoscope, TYT Rebel HQ creator and host of the YouTube channel Politics and Paper. Always a fascinating breakdown. Top story of the day, GOP. They've had enough of Matt Gates. No, it's not because he exploits minors for the purposes of sex. It is because he had the audacity to embarrass them. Uh, let's put it up full mass. This is going to be interesting. So him and the speaker are now at odds with each other because Matt Gates still wants personal privileges. And he assumed he had enough power to shut down the government even though it would have adversely impacted millions of Americans. Republican Party has made moves to expel Representative Matt Gates out of Florida after he signaled plans to boot out House Speaker Kevin McCarthy for averting the government shutdown. Tides have seemingly turned and GOP colleagues are trying to oust Gates if the House Ethics Committee investigating him finds wrongdoing. There would need to be a two thirds vote for the motion to go through. No one can stand him at this point, a smart guy without morals. One anonymous lawmaker told Fox News, um, he's not a smart guy, uh, but he is without morals. That statement is 50% true. The ethics committee have been investigating him since 2021 for alleged sexual misconduct, illicit drug use, sharing inappropriate images on the house floor and misusing campaign money. Since 1789, the Senate has actually expelled only 15 members. Gates announced his motion to vacate the speakership is imminent on Sunday. I do intend to file a motion to vacate against Speaker McCarthy this week. Gates said on CNN Sunday morning, I think we need to rip off the Band-Aid. I think we need to move on with new leadership. They can be trustworthy. In order for him to be removed from the job, Gates would need to garner 218 votes. He doesn't have that. Most Republicans would likely vote no on the measure, meaning many of those votes would need to come from actual Democrats. This comes after House Speaker Kevin McCarthy dared Representative Gates to bring it on after the Florida Republican said he would bring up the motion to oust him. I'll survive, McCarthy said of the news on ABC Sunday morning. Bring it on, let's get it over with. The Florida Republican has long said that if McCarthy put a clean continuing resolution or CR on the House floor, he would file the motion. Now, let me remind everyone, the entire reason why Gates is able to do this is because in the leadership negotiation, if you wanna call it that, they put in the negotiated deal a special Let's just call it opportunity to basically oust the speaker at any time. This was Gates' way of utilizing the nuclear option if McCarthy did not do what he wanted McCarthy to do. But the irony is extreme. In his utilization of that particular clause, it looks as if it has significantly backfired in a very literal way. 
to where Matt Gates is probably going to be voted off the island. All right. Um, during the frenzied 15 ballot speakers vote, McCarthy agreed to a single, a single member motion to vacate, meaning one member of Congress can force a vote on the House floor to oust him as Speaker. He agreed to it. McCarthy has accused Gates of having a personal vendetta against him because the Florida Republican is under investigation by the Ethics Committee. This is personal with Matt, McCarthy said on Sunday. Gates is more interested in securing TV interviews than doing something. He wanted to push us into a shutdown. And that's actually true. Now, all of them are horrible. All of the Republicans are horrible people, horrible politics. They don't really give a damn about the common person. But it is interesting to note that McCarthy has played this game in a significant way outside of the, let's just say, protocol of Matt Gates. Matt Gates assumed that he had all of the power and all of the control because he's the guy who held up the vote initially. But as McCarthy, has become, well, let's just say ingrained into the role. There are individuals who would prefer to keep him as leader and not have the extreme of the party like Gates be in charge. Um, so uh, he predicted his own motion would actually fail because some Democrats would vote to keep McCarthy in. The only way Kevin McCarthy is Speaker of the House at the end of this coming week as if Democrats, is if Democrats bail him out. Now they probably will. Nancy Pelosi also said Gates was a fraud for claiming the reason he was bringing the motion to the floor was because McCarthy put a bipartisan deal to fund the government on the House floor. It's, it's such a fraud when they say the basis of this is about spending. These are people who gave a tax cut to the richest people in America. She said, Nancy Pelosi, let me just say this, Madam, the um, hypocrisy of your statement is somewhat you know, extreme as well. Uh, because you stood against decent legislation that would have disallowed you all from having, well, let's just say your money in a pot when it comes to trading. All right, okay, everybody's making money here, I see. Okay, Jackson, thoughts? Well, you know, Matt Gates, in my opinion, from the start, picked a fight that he never should have. Um, given the fact, you know, Kevin, uh, Kevin McCarthy is a very spineless man. Right. Um, that's kind of his reputation, but still he's a speaker of the house nonetheless. And it's not as if Matt Gates had like a quarter of the Republican party with him. It was him and a couple of other people who were making all of this noise. And so inevitably what he did is he backed himself into a corner where he gets to get all the blame. He gets to be the scapegoat because the reality is the Republican party has been taking losses they don't need in the house, especially since 2018. 2020 rolled around, the Democrats swept, 2022 wasn't no red wave. And going into 2024, you know, Trump and Biden, that's a conversation in and of itself. But looking at the House races, it's not looking good for Republicans either because of the reversal of Roe v. Wade, how adamant they are to push these six week bans, how adamant they are to do things like not let people vote, you know, can't have any water. These types of things are going to continue to hurt them. So Matt Gates is going to be a scapegoat. And the Republican Party really is a mess, and they're doing the best that they can. But this really was just a big stupid show from day one. It really was, and um, you know, Matt Gates is going to be exposed by this ethics committee. I believe they have been given the green light to go for the gusto, and it will be interesting to see what they're willing to do against Matt Gates and how they will start singing a different tune, knowing. That Matt Gates was this guy a few years ago too when you protected him.
All right, hell of a thing. Remember the newspaper that got raided and the police chief who was involved? Well, we have emails now showing that this chief actually had a motive and was searching for ways to legally raid a newspaper. Let me remind you of the video. Okay. These individuals executed a search warrant in a place called Marion County. This was against the newspaper. Obviously, it created significant outrage. Let me remind everyone, they also went into the owner's home, an elderly woman. She died. She died right after that happened. She was telling them, get out of her home. She passed away. According to the son, they killed her. And I agree. Let's put him up full mass. Hell of a story. The messenger has now obtained emails exposing the Marion County Police Chief, Chief Gideon Cody, for trying to invent, create, make up justification for raiding the local newspaper. Gideon was also under investigation by the Marion County record over sexual misconduct claim. You see, now the pieces of the puzzle are actually starting to fit. There's more, let's put her up. According to the Marion County record, the owners were raided over a tip, allegedly, that the newspaper was going to write about a local restaurant owner, Kari Newell who was accused of having a DUI and driving without a license. I said on day one, that doesn't make sense for them to do all of this based on that story, okay? The newspaper did not write the story, but reporters used the Kansas Department of Revenue website to confirm information about the accusations. The Kansas Reflector explained, the KDR website is public. Newell later acknowledged the accuracy of the information and said she understood that coming forward, with allegations about it might expose the information rather than preserve its confidentiality. All of this is above board. Let's put up the picture. The reporter then told police about the allegations they had received. They did not seek out the information. It was merely sent to them along with Marion Vice Mayor Ruth Herbal, who was also raided, ladies and gentlemen. The police chief claimed that they believed the reporters were engaged in criminal behavior based on a tip. That criminal behavior, he alleged, was obtaining the information from the KDR website, he claimed, was unauthorized and illegal. According to the documents obtained, Chief Cody <coughs> was searching for ways to allege wire fraud among the crimes committed for the information. In an email to Marion County lawyer, Joel Ensi, titled Crimes Question Mark, Chief Cody poses a question. If the paper violated the Driver Privacy Protection Act, DPPA, by looking up the information, the federal law governs the release of DMV records. Quote, he told Ensi, the attorney, that his understanding 
is that the DPPA establishes guidelines and restrictions on the release, use, and disclosure of personal information collected by DMVs, including driver's license and motor vehicle records. And that in his interpretation, the newspaper might have committed wire fraud by entering the business owner's information into the website, accessing her records, and selecting an incorrect answer when asked for the verification of your eligibility to receive the requested records, said the messenger report. Obtaining a DMV report by falsely clicking one on a reason for download, especially if done with the intent to deceive or defraud, could potentially be considered a form of wire fraud. Cody continues, according to the report, the raid happened three days later. The Kansas Department of Revenue released a statement after the raid saying it is not illegal to access records on their website. Hey, Chief, I don't know if your attorney told you this, but when you click that button, it does not require that you swear and affirm under penalty of perjury. It's not an affidavit, which means there's no sworn statement. It's basically an office policy. I'm sure they explained that to you. You went forward with the raid anyway. Jackson, as you know, this was a hell of a story. They decided to raid everybody over what they considered to be protecting a potential source. It was insane. The reason of it was insane. Now that I look at the rest of the puzzle here, I think this man was looking for information about himself. That sounds like something definitely in terms of him retroactively trying to explain himself, whether it's this situation or anything else. When people go back and try to find a reason why they did things and then change it up and look, then you know they're full of it. Yeah. You know, so I mean, at the end of the day, this guy in this uh, department got caught red handed doing things that they weren't supposed to do. And as you pointed out, what are you really looking for? What are you really trying to cover up? So, you know, uh, I guess it's good that nobody got hurt. Well, no, no, that's not because they no one got shot, but she ended up dying. You know what I'm right. saying? So, like, right. I almost I almost was ready to give a little bit of credence to that. But for what? So this just is a, a big mess. And, um, you know, we got to get to the bottom of it at the end of the day. So that's right. And I've heard people proclaim the, let's say, political affiliation of the owner or the reporters. Let me say this very clearly. I don't give a damn about their political affiliation. I don't care if they're conservative, I don't care if they're liberal. What happened to them was wrong, and them being raided was illegal. And what this chief did is corrupt. I do not call balls and strikes based on the political affiliation of one person or the other. All right, we will update that story as it develops. This, this is the kind of police chief Every jurisdiction needs. Here it is. 14 police officers were terminated. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight resigned under investigation. And then there's appeals. And you know what you do? You strip my funding. Are you going to pay the attorney all the money that I already owe them for the bad cops? That the civil service board, where we're going to be here tomorrow, and none of y'all going to be here. And y'all sitting here trying to deal off these people's emotions, and some of y'all the problem. Jen Rocker, you sit there, defund, defund the police department's budget from a legal standpoint, and then come here because I don't have legal representation, and I got to play lawyer to fight these bad actors. Let's talk facts. 
Let's talk facts. And then what you do? Then you go and you appoint people to the civil service board that have direct ties to the union. There are five people on the civil service board. What's wrong with good law-abiding citizens? You putting people on the civil service board with direct to the ties to the union and wonder why they reverse the decisions that I make. I've been quiet, but I'm not going to be quiet no more. Where were you when they called my kids gangbangers? Where were you? You know about the pictures when they called my black boys gangbangers and I prayed for them. When the former chiefs of police sit down and share pictures of me and my girlfriend and I prayed for them. Where were you, Mocha? When they went to Texas, to the camp, and called me because I was trying to bring reform in this police department. Where were you then speaking up for them? Don't sit here and play like you don't know about this group of body that try to force the mayor to sit there and fire me for lies and say I only discipline white folks, which is a lie. Don't pretend like you don't know that. Don't pretend like you don't know that. Talk about my little black kids and I prayed for y'all. Let's put the picture up full mass and we're gonna put up either the mayor or mayor and council in post. We should have the picture of every single one of those he was addressing. Ben Rouge PD, Chief Murphy Paul decided to break protocol, to break established rank within the council meeting and tell the truth. His department is under investigation by the FBI for alleged interrogation techniques. He unloaded on city council members. The investigations are over officer misconduct and interrogations inside of what's called the Brave Cave. We brought you that story, the Brave Cave right here, which was a place they literally would take individuals to, shake them down, interrogate them without arrest, sometimes simply letting them go with absolutely no charge. It became a de facto police precinct operating off books. He claimed he's been accused of unfairly punishing those white officers who were engaged in police corruption while also being called racial slurs. He also accused them and others of stripping his funding. Now I'm going to tell you why this part was important. The reason they stripped his funding was because he had to hire an attorney to protect himself as he's going after corrupt police officers. So when he hired this attorney to protect himself as he is firing all of these cops, as he is getting sued personally and professionally in his professional position as chief and in his personal capacity, he has to have a lawyer. This is something the city is supposed to provide by way of budgetary allotment. He hires an attorney. Because he's going after bad cops, he has to protect himself. What does the city do? They decide to defund the police. Isn't that something? I thought they were against defunding the police. All of a sudden, therefore, defunding the police when it comes to a black chief who's willing to be a stand up police officer and hold those accountable who are disrupting the city. Put up the location again. I want you to imagine. You've been arrested for something that seems quite minor. 
and you're not being driven to a precinct, but they drive you to that place. They handcuff you, put you inside, and decide to interrogate you and do other things. Authorities in Baton Rouge have charged four of the city's police officers amid an investigation triggered by lawsuits alleging the abuse and sexual humiliation of people detained and taken to an unmarked torture warehouse dubbed the Brave Cave. That's not what we dubbed it, that's what the gangsters in uniform called it. And the only reason we are aware of it is because someone decided to file a civil lawsuit that exposed the entire corrupt operation. This police chief has been doing the right thing since go. As a matter of fact, there are many progressives that we respect who knew this police chief and was promoting the fact that he was coming after corrupt cops. All right, Jackson, thoughts here. Well, you know, um, firstly, uh, if it's defunding the police or not, whether it's all about maintaining authority, you know, so just the same thing with Donald Trump and what's going on with him, you know, he, he, Matt Gates, we were just talking about it. He talking about defund the FBI. Vivek Ramaswamy, he talking about defund the FBI for various reasons. But again, it's always about authority. But my commentary specifically is just on how powerful of a video that was. Because at the end of the day, one of the things that marks corruption is over time, people get real lazy and people get, they're just not careful. They get too comfortable. How can you really argue with that? You know what I'm saying? With that presentation that he put forth, how can you really argue with that? You can't. What you can do is defund uh, his situation, shove him to the side, do what you can to shut him up. That's what you can do. And that's what authoritarian uh, authoritarianism and totalitarianism is all about. You don't have to have an answer. You don't have to have a better argument. It's just shut up. I'm in control. So right. you know, we need a whole lot more of that from anybody who has a voice, because oftentimes it can be scary to stand up to authority and stand up to power. But you'll come to find, again, corruption ain't got no argument. They lazy. So yeah. I think it's a good time for a whole lot more of this. Well said. And it does have a few our friends on that council. Uh, we will bring you updates as the story develops. We will see what fate is in front of him. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Always good to be with you. Um, don't forget, justice is coming. All right, the book is out, available for purchase. Make sure you get it. Now available wherever books and audio books are sold. Make sure to grab your copy today at a local bookstore or at tbt.com slash justice, all right? Remarkable book, Jank I did himself, very good stuff. Next TYT reporter, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Republican Party would actually be making a smart move by removing Matt Gates. yeah. And what goes around comes around, Matty boy. I just wonder will the ethics investigation turn over their findings to the Department of Justice. Because the Department of Justice seemingly dropped the investigation into Matt Gates, And we know good and damn well, Matt Gates did it. All right, Biden flavor corn pop. And just an hour ago, Donald Trump went into court in New York and ran his stupid mouth before and after. I just need him to keep on incriminating himself. His damn self, that's all. Let's keep on keeping on. 
Elmer Fudd laugh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And digging with lovely B. Dr. Richie, I pray you, your family, and TYT employees stay safe. Thank you so much for those positive vibes. Lee Bo Holmes. Does he have a clone? We need him where I live, talking about the police chief. Agreed. Anna Giddings, welcome to Indisputable. Thank you for joining the truth train. Obadiah Hotep, B1. Greetings to all my indisputable family and greetings back to you. And to Labrero, Labrero, Dot, I think you just filed your next bullpen guest in this police chief. Already on top of it, my friend. Already on top of it. And do one more. Yep. Nightmare 316, a GOP civil war, Matt Gates is going to be him, Lauren Boebert, and um, him and Lauren Boebert. He nope, said, night, he said uh, Nightmare 316. Is that like John 316 flipped on his head or something? I don't know. I didn't even think of that. that that's Could what be. came to my mind. Perhaps yes. it is. It's a good one if it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have the smartest. People in the world that watch Indisputable, and they're always coming up with really nice, neat ways to put truth into truth. All right, hell of a thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Put up the picture full mass. I'm going to talk about cause and effect. I don't know what set this individual off. I don't know the possible mental state of the individual who's making the proclamations of violence and racism. But I do know that people in general can be impressionable. And when you live in a social construct that promotes at least in many circles now, promotes things like go back to your own country. Or this is my country and no one else's. When things like that start to make it into the mainstream again, well, it has an impact. And it's interesting to me that when it comes to the social dynamics connected to music, It's easy for someone to say, well, you know, this is because of of rap lyrics or because of the promotion of gang culture. Okay, let's play that game. What do you think all of this random racism is coming from? What do you think all of these increased acts of 
racially motivated violence stems from. If you can say that somehow society has impact over the actions of human beings, why does it stop when it comes to racial violence or racism from politicians or politicians echoing the sentiment of the most racist men and women among us? All right, Jackson, thoughts? Well, the, the simple answer to the question you just asked is because they believe it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like to them, it's the truth. It's, you know, they, these people make a, make a lot of noise, make cause a lot of trouble, take our jobs. And it's the truth. So you can't really see it as racism or prejudice because that's just what it is. You know, the sky's blue, grass is green. What, what What's prejudice about that? But also, uh, I don't know if dude was bipolar or something. He was tripping. But more importantly, he didn't quite look fully white himself. So that was one of the most interesting things about the video to me. He was calling her Chinese and he looked like he was some kind of Asian himself. I don't know. Asia is a very large continent. But what he didn't look like to me was just a straight up white guy. Could be wrong about that. But, uh, you know, but again, like you said, it's it's that uh, it's that influence. It's the whole Republican Party agenda. They see it every day. That's right. Well said. The police, they pull over someone. Well, there's a man, he's paralyzed. Do they handle it with care? Of course not. They basically pull him out, sit him on the ground. Here's the video. Huh? I need you to come out so I can talk. No problem. All right. I'm paralyzed. I have to. You want me to just just jump out? Grab Um, grab my arm. Grab me out. Come on. No, I'll get you to come in the back of the vehicle so I can talk to you, sir. Help me out. I will help. You want me my help? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, hold on, I got you. Come on. Come on, you gotta I got you. I got you. I'm paralyzed. You gotta hold on to me. I got you. I got you. He can't. I got you. He can't walk. I got you. I'll hold your, hold your feet. I can't. I'm paralyzed. You gonna drag me? Sir, do you need he This is so sad. Put up the picture for a mask. I remember riding with my grandfather one day. My grandfather did not have the use of his legs, was a good man. And I remember one day looking out the window and seeing how he would put himself in a wheelchair, roll to the driver's side, use his arm strength to swing into the seat, the driver's side seat. He would fold up his wheelchair and he would throw it in the back of the car. He used a hand device in order to drive. And if you got close enough to him and laughed at him, he'll whoop your ass. 
with no problem. Long live my grandfather. For these officers to not be aware of how to properly handle an individual who is paralyzed seems to be, well, more so than their ignorance at play. Um, the incident lasted for about 10 minutes, okay? For about 10 minutes. Put the picture back up. Eventually, the officers did try to help, but that was after. They were having trouble lifting him back in the car. They had to now ask the wife, can you get his wheelchair? She says, that's what I was saying I would do in the beginning. As a matter of fact, both of them said, I need the wheelchair to get out. I have no problem doing so. She sets the wheelchair on the roadside as a, a quote investigation was underway. Sources say the officers actually mistook him for another suspect and reacted in that way before even verifying his identity. Eventually, the officers returned the man to his wife, confessing they actually did make a mistake. This was a case of mistaken identity. They apologized for the inconvenience as they uncuffed him. Um, here it is. I, right now, okay? I, just want to I know your hands big, that's why I, I just hey, wanna make sure. All right. People not coming to you, huh? People not coming to you. These officers violated massive protocol here. Number one, they did not seek the identity of the person before they did what they did. Number two, they decided to ignore the proclamation that this individual did not have the use of his legs. I don't know what you thought he was lying. You thought the wife was lying? Hmm? And then they decided to handcuff him. What is he, where is he going? You've already checked him. What is he going to do? You put him outside on the side of the street. You set him down on the street. He said, you're just gonna sit me here? That's exactly what they were going to do and be okay with it as they ran their investigation. Insane, we're still trying to identify the officers involved. I will bring you that information as it comes. Jackson, thoughts? Now, I don't know if you caught it, but uh, that guy had like a nervous smirk on his face almost the whole yeah. time that he was doing it. He felt uncomfortable. I don't know what was up, but that looked like it. they just got two random people off the streets and said, go do a police situation over there. And they were doing their best. That's really what it seemed like. But police protocol really can be all over the place. I was watching uh, some true crime the other day about a guy who tried to abduct some kids from a elementary school and the cops wouldn't put him in the car because they didn't quite have enough evidence to show that that's what he was doing. Even though they basically had all the evidence they needed, he hadn't walked out of the school with someone. So they like, hmm. oh, we can't do that. We, we can't because of this. So again, just to say like, wow. protocol can be all over the place.
Um, but, you know, this was a black uh, paraplegic man who almost certainly didn't have a lot of money. So he's an easier victim and a target. But uh, when you go from community to community, these rules aren't always the same. So, yep. again, if we really, really want to do something about uh, law enforcement in this country, we have to target it at a local level. Very well said. I agree with you. Local is where the impact is. And you talk about authoritarian. Well, local governments engage in that kind of conduct every day. If you want it to transform, you have to start locally. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. What's happening? Welcome back. We still have a lot of show left. All right. A lot of comments. I will read as many as I can, okay? Next TYT reporter. He will be intruding in this country if he was a white guy. He clearly wasn't Native American. Um, Wolf Dragon Donna. I don't care what anyone says. Trump was 100% responsible for all the out of the closet racist. Definitely part of the. He's a catalyst for sure. Um, Trump himself is basically a result of real racism, but he has made it acceptable and mainstream. And according to biggest, he has made being racist sexy again. It's a damn shame. Uh, buy the flavor corn pop. Nope. They don't know what paralyzed means. And YouTube, Neil Mick, they didn't have him, they dropped him. That's right. And YouTube member Lady F and T, thank you for that. Hey Doc, I'm chilling in Vegas for a few days, but I'm getting my daily dose of indisputable. Thank you for that. Nice to see that extremely rare breed of a good cop. I pray for him. Please do. Hey Snackson, yummy as always. Hello. Listen, <laughs> you're more they, than they, that. All right. I, 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 well, sometimes I have a difficult time realizing I'm. You know what I'm saying? I'm being a hundred right now. My self-esteem right. isn't always as high as my confidence. You know? Ah, got so, you. Okay, but but it, it's a good problem to have. I ain't gonna. There you go. <laughs> you gotta let people know, man. Yeah. You're a smart person. You're more than just an object. Yes, I'm full of love, <laughs> man. I'm here to heal <laughs> people. Right. You feel me? That's right. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, James Thompson, gifted one indisputable. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Scott Smith, member for twelve months. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Rich, for all you do and bringing awareness to important issues. Iron sharpens iron. Thank you for what you do, all right? And I'm with Jamal G, member for three months. Gates and McCarthy both need to go, damn right. I wonder, can we do like a deal where, listen guys, we'll vote McCarthy off, we'll vote Gates off the island, but you gotta give us McCarthy too. You just gotta give us McCarthy, all right? It's gonna be the deal though. It's I don't gonna, know. Yeah, yeah. We we may not want to make that deal. We may just want to <laughs> wait till their terms go up. But we'll, yeah. we'll see what's up. <laughs> All right, should be interesting. Okay, uh, New Jersey man decides. You know, it's a good idea to do this. Here it is. For a moment, for a brief moment, I said they're taking him to the back outside of the camera. But no, they would just take him to the hallway to effect an arrest. Put up the picture for a mask. 
After he crashed into the precinct, he immediately gets out of the car. I want you to pay attention to his finger. He has his fingers in the air as to say number one. Now, there's an interesting background to this. New Jersey authorities say a man actually drove into a house, then a police station. He emerged pumping his hands in the air while playing welcome to the jungle. All right, that's how we came in. The New Jersey man, his name is John Hargreaves. John is currently in custody facing 10 charges. While blasting guns and roses, welcome to the jungle, the 34 year old man exited his vehicle. His vehicle into the police squad room with his hands in the air. Uh, as if to say, I am victorious. The man narrowly missed hitting an officer who had just stepped out of the room. He could have hit an officer and killed an officer. The officers did not seem upset about this. They did not, as they would say, tune him up. Uh, we have the video evidence. They did not cut the cameras off. It's inside of their precinct. I'm sure they had the authority, the ability to do so. Uh, so before John drove into the Independence Township Police Headquarters, he first crashed into the garage door of a private residence in an attempt to scare or harass the homeowner, whom John knew, according to the prosecutor's press release. He was charged with burglary, criminal mischief, possession of a weapon for an unlawful purpose, and harassment, according to the press release. Then John drove to the nearest police station and intentionally drove his vehicle through the building, causing significant damage per the press release. The entire vehicle came to a final resting point in the squad room. For crashing into the headquarters, John is charged with terrorism, causing widespread damage, aggravated assault, burglary, possession of a weapon for unlawful purpose and criminal mischief per the press release. John was previously sentenced to two years of probation in 2021 after he pleaded guilty to stalking and criminal trespassing according to court records. Um, why did he do it? Put him up, so old John here. According to investigators, John told them that a year ago, he made a complaint to the state police that a woman in fact hypnotized him. He wasn't happy about the way it was handled. The woman is reportedly the owner of the home he crashed into. And the police station is the closest station to her house. All right, I mean, he may still be hypnotized, I don't know. I don't know, but he tried to hit the person that hypnotized him and all of a sudden, I'm saying stranger things in this world have happened, okay? I think somebody needs to look into that part of the story. All right, Jackson, um, I'm yeah, glad I, nobody is hurt. I'm glad everybody's yeah. alive, <laughs> but damn, that's a hell of a twist to a story, sir. 
for real. And I, I mean, I think the cops weren't freaking out because it's like, how do you really react to something like <laughs> right. that? You know, like it happens and it's just like, I thought I would lose my mind, but no, you know, I, I, I handled it well. But it, it, it's, you know, this guy kind of low key was like trying to do the right thing. It seems like he drove through someone's house and he's like, oh, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. So let me just go to the police station now and, and, ju- and just get this over with. You know what I'm saying? You want you don't have to come looking for me. I'm just going to come straight to you. You feel me? Right. So he was probably uh, thinking, you know, <laughs> look at look at all the money I saved in man hours right. trying to apprehend me later. Right. That that's gonna minimize the sentence that he gets. You know what that's I'm right. saying? It's gonna even out and go back to zero. So you're gonna walk. I think free. so. I think that's <laughs> gonna be the defense here. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Look at this. Wow. Put him on full mask. This was an ironic road rage exchange. Now, you did not hear it because we had to bleep it out due to particular rules of communications. But the male Karen in this situation was so upset, was so mad that he threatened to forcibly have sex with the person he's upset at. It was insane. And his uh, girlfriend or ride passenger, I don't know who it is, the young lady uh, seemed to agree with it. Um, This is likely a um, couple in Karenicity. Okay, Senator, the man then proceeds to get out of his car, Senator, and try to open the vehicle of the individual recording according to the narrative. These things can get a person harmed. If everybody stays in the car and just talks trash, no harm, no foul, you move on and maybe you know your blood pressure went up a little bit. But to get out of your car, approach a vehicle violently, come on now. All right, thoughts? Yeah, and if, if something had popped off, he'd be the first one crying, you know, victimhood yeah. here. Need a little impulse control, Doc. I mean, seriously, what is wrong with this? Maybe kept, take the bus next time. Take a train, uh, take a plane, take something. But 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 calm your nerves. And and you don't have a right to approach somebody else's vehicle like that in that manner. And as you said, threaten, you know, sexual yeah. violence upon that exactly. person either. I mean, yeah, impulse control, Doc. Don't have it. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right, um, cops brutalizing a man over a seatbelt. So this video is going viral. Let me take you to it. Here it is. I missed beating up. That's crazy. They won't beat no more now. Now we're here. It's crazy. Oh, they gonna block. They gonna stand there and block. Oh, he got a shoe on. I wanted the peppers in there. I think his name Jeff Peppers. He likes to beat people. 
can see if he's bleeding. I can't get no cusses. I, I, I can't get no more out of him. He beat up. Can't get up. Oh my God. That's what happens. I, I got the stick in my way. He trying to block it. You got his face, baby? All right, and there's obvious um, signs of significant trauma being done to this young man. Um, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office is now investigating. They are now investigating the officers involved in a viral incident that shows a handcuffed man with swollen eyes and a bloody face sitting on the ground after what appears to be a violent encounter with the police. The video that circulated across social media, which I saw it Friday, it garnered local and national attention on social media, shows the arrest of Mr. Lakin Woods, 24 years of age, near Toledo Road and Powers Avenue. The video appears to show Woods face down on the ground, surrounded by several officers as they forcefully placed him in handcuffs. The over five minute video that sparked outrage online does not show what led up to the incident with the officers. In a statement on Saturday, Jacksonville Sheriff TK Waters said the officers are being investigated to see if the use of force was necessary in this incident. Quote, yesterday, JSO officers were involved in an incident near Toledo Road and Powers Avenue in which force was used, taking a subject into custody. The agency takes all allegations of inappropriate use of force by JSO officers seriously. As such, this incident is now under administrative review to determine if the involved officers violated any JSO policy. Because of the matter, because the matter, excuse me, is currently under investigation. The agency cannot comment further about the incident until the investigation is completed, Warder said. Warder said JSO will release body camera footage as the active investigation continues and investigators learn more concrete answers as to what happened. Now, I want to remind everybody, the sheriff knows everything right now. Right now in this very moment, the sheriff has seen all of the videos, he has seen all of the evidence from every angle. He's seen it all. He knows exactly what happened, what did not happen. He knows it, okay? So this entire uh, protocol of completing an investigation is basically formed at a certain degree, okay? Now, according to Wood's attorney, um, a friend of the program, Harry Daniels, According to Woods attorney Harry Daniels, the 24 year old was pulled over for an alleged seat belt violation. JSO has not released Woods, um, who did not appear in court, who did not appear in court on Saturday because he is still in the hospital. Is charged with armed trafficking uh, in methamphetamine, armed traffic in cocaine, armed possession of a controlled substance, resisting an officer with violence, altering, destroying, concealing, or removing records and possessing a controlled substance without a prescription. Daniels, the attorney, said in the statement that the video shows Woods was repeatedly assaulted, hit and slammed into the ground after he was handcuffed, calling the incident unacceptable. 
If this video of the officers repeatedly assaulting Lakin, slamming his head on the ground and tossing him around like a rag doll while he's handcuffed and defenseless isn't enough to convince you that these officers need to be off the street. Look at his face, Attorney Daniel said. He looks like he just went 12 rounds with a professional boxer. He's lucky to be alive. The Jacksonville Community Action Committee also released a statement of the incident, quote, it is disturbed and outraged over the JSO gang unit's brutalization of the 24 year old Woods. We are demanding all officers involved in this beating are held accountable. We're calling for the immediate disbandment of the failed JSO gang unit. We're demanding the implementation of a public safety committee, which would give the community a seat at the table to review public safety policies that impact our community. Our love and solidarity goes out to the 24 year old and his family. We stand ready to assist in any way possible in their pursuit of justice. News 4 Jax has also requested the arrest and booking report. Retired JSO director Tom Hackney said investigations such as this are lengthy. Quote, it would be assigned to an internal affairs detective for the initial review. And of course, all the information will be pulled. The body worn cameras, any of the reports that are written, the hospital records, he explained, people deserve the right to be treated fairly in their arrest. That excessive force not be used. Hagney said there are cases where force is involved, but the facts will come out in those cases. Body worn cameras will be reviewed. They will show a more complete assessment of the incidents that led up to it. Hagney said, Sheriff Waters also addressed the incident at his Saturday morning crime prevention talk. Quote, I put out a statement this morning indicating that every allegation of misconduct or excessive force is taken very seriously. And we will review those body cams and eventually you will see those body cams start to finish. He said, Woods is also charged with two counts of violating probation. And there is a hold in Leon County in connection to a 2018 homicide. Now, I want to make this very clear for the record because some will muddy the water. Here's what we know for sure. The man arrested is innocent. See, innocent is a legal term of art. You are innocent unless proven guilty inside of a court. So the fact remains, he is innocent in the judicial system. That's number one. Number two, regardless of accusation, he still has constitutional rights, the right of due process, the right not to be adversely penalized by the government without that due process. He has the right not to be assaulted criminally. He has these rights. They are afforded to him by the US Constitution and statutory law. When we start making, well, let's just say um, concession, because we don't agree with someone's chosen lifestyle. I want you to remember allegation is not conviction. And even with conviction, you still have your constitutional right of due process. He still has it. If this individual is convicted, he has the due process right of appeal. And let us not forget, every single allegation that is against him right now, it will face scrutiny of the judicial system. But in apprehending individuals, when the police decide to act 
as if they are judge, jury, and the potential executioner. They then muddy the case so that there is no proper prosecution. Individuals who are pro-police should also be against bad police because bad police stop your DAs from being able to prosecute. All of you should be on the same side with me. All right, Jackson, thoughts here. Yeah, I mean, looking like he went 12 rounds with the professional boxes is an understatement. He looks yeah. like he's going to have permanent damage for sure. I mean, that's the type of beating that makes people end up having to lose an eye or go blind in an eye or something else like that. And another thing that makes it just such a shame is how much smaller he was than all of them. Yeah. Every single last one of those police officers were at least twice his size. And even after that, I know you saw the dude kick him in the arm and kick him in the chest because, you know, they, they didn't beat him up enough. Right. But there's absolutely no defending this. There's no excuse for this. And None. absolutely all of them should be fired. That's right. Uh, and arrested. Remember, the man was handcuffed. Yes. Yes. He was handcuffed. All right. So we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right. Welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Um, we now have an arrest finally being made. Remember the story we brought you about a child, a 13 year old girl who was brutally attacked by a patron inside of a McDonald's. Nobody did anything, put up the picture full mass. We showed this picture. This picture was echoed by many, many, many social media accounts. An update to the story. We brought you two weeks ago, a woman has now been arrested in connection with the beating of a 13 year old child in a McDonald's in Los Angeles. The suspect, Ariana Laffey, faces charges of felony child abuse. Investigators said tips from the public helped them track down and identify her as the suspect. Harbor City Police have not released photos of Laffey nor made any comments on the arrest. The horrifying moments were captured on tape as this grown person assaulted the 13-year-old girl, Cassidy Jones, completely unprovoked. You can see in this photo, after the attack, her face was bruised, her face was swollen, her mind was confused as to why this happened. The attack happened when Jones stopped by local McDonald's after school with friends in LA's Harbor City. After leaving the restroom, the adult Laffey came to the young teenager, looked at her aggressively before beginning to engage in physical combat. Jones says the attack was entirely unprovoked. In an interview with Fox 11, Jones said, Laffey said, and I quote, what the F are you looking at? I fight kids, I fight you. And I'm like, I'm shocked because I didn't do anything. I don't know you, you're coming at me very aggressively for no reason. Members of the crowd, Decided to video the incident, but did nothing as the woman lunges and pins down the child on the restaurant floor. Nobody comes to help. An unidentified man who came with the woman eventually pulled her off Jones. The pair got their food and they were able to leave. Jones said, and I quote, I was focused on protecting myself because I knew the moment I put my hands down, was the moment I was probably going to get beat to death, the girl said, adding that she was shocked because she did not do anything to instigate the attack. Jones has since been admitted to therapy to cope with the damages. Jones family made a public statement saying, and I quote, the family of Cassidy Jones are extremely grateful that the LAPD has made an arrest 
of the woman who viciously beat Cassidy in an unprovoked attack as McDonald's managers or onlookers offered no help in stopping the assault. Um, the attacker is still incarcerated, $100,000 bond pending. So damn sad. So, okay, you record. Let somebody else hold your phone. Maybe there are other people recording. Sit your phone up somewhere so that evidence can be taken. Look around to see if there's another camera in view, if that's very important to you. But to allow a child to be brutally assaulted by an adult, that adult could have killed that girl. At some point, we have to really think about what's important for the moment. What's important for the moment. And in some cases, you can do both. You can record and you can stop someone from being this brutalized. It's possible. All right. Jackson, thoughts here. My only real thoughts is that this woman belongs in prison for quite a while. That, 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 that's that, that's really it. Uh, of course, everybody should have jumped in and helped. I can't imagine seeing a little kid getting beat on and not doing anything about it. I don't care if you, who cares? But this woman just needs to go to prison, like the end, lock her up. Yeah, yeah there you go. All right, I got a question for everybody. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. Damn. I ain't worried about none of that. Yeah, get in the house now. You better run. Call the police, bitch. I ain't got the police. Go in the house, son. Now get in the house. What are you talking about? Damn. Bitch, I'll f you up. You better try to keep the ball to himself. Um, I need somebody on my house. I have to, um, this lady find to another. You know, there's a reason uh, this segment is titled What in the Red State Hell? Um, because I really don't know what the hell to say to any of that. Um, <laughs> it looks as if these are minors. I, I hope not. If they are, obviously, that's a crime um, to try and run over people. That is a double crime if they are minors. Uh, and then getting out of the vehicle. Uh, did you pull the stick out the car? <laughs> Did you already have the stick on the car just waiting? I don't understand what's going on here. We got questions, so we are looking for answers. Jackson? She pulled the stick out of a magic magician hat. That's what happened. She just <laughs> she had cool. a hat in the car. She just pulled the stick out. She got all the weapons she needs. She pulled the car up out of the magician hat, too. She was ready to run over. But yeah, I, I don't really know what the hell was going on there either. Luckily, um, they weren't actually fully ran over because that would have been bad and people would have been in, in jail. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know what the hell to say to that either. That was pretty wild. It was. That's <laughs> why we call it wasn't the red state hell. Yes. And it looks like it happened in my state, Georgia. All uh, right. Of course. I know. <laughs> All right, my friend. Always a pleasure having you on the program. Yes. Tell people how they can follow you and check out your great work. Absolutely. Always good to be here. You can check me out on YouTube, youtube.com slash at politics and paper. We just launched a membership program. 
primarily circled and centered around community service and local political initiatives. So thank you to everybody who's joined. Again, you can check me out at Politics and Paper on YouTube. I'm excited to keep everything moving forward. Proud of you, dear brother. Thanks for all you do. Thank you. All right. We got more. The bullpen is next. Stick and stay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have Mr. Connor Dragotis, works as the managing editor of the Connecticut Inside Investigator and Investigative Journalist outlet holding the power to account. We like people like that. All right. Thank you, sir. Good to have you on the show, Connor. How are you? Life is good. It's great to meet you. You're looking sharp as always. Well, I'm trying to be like you, dear brother. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about this, man. Government shutdown almost happened. Matt Gates obviously thought he could take McCarthy out. It looks like he's uh, headed out himself potentially. Um, Carl Rove was posed the question on Fox News. Hey, why do people keep blaming Republicans for these things? And Carl Rove said, because typically it's their fault. What is your reading of the current 45 day extension and how this is playing out politically for Democrats and Republicans? Well, I mean, I think the most important thing is always to remember as citizens that the ball is in our court. We get to decide how this plays out, right? We don't want to leave the control in Washington, D.C. to decide what happens next. Power should reside with the people. That being said, there was a lot of different elements that I think we need to be aware of right up front. Of course, this package dropped the aid to Ukraine. Uh, this was a White House priority, but it also increased federal disaster assistance by $16 billion, which was exactly what Biden was asking for. So Republicans and Democrats, they're gonna be at each other's throats in the media, but I think all of us would be wise to take a step back and really acknowledge that this is one big club, we ain't in it, and we need to be keep our heads about us so we aren't losing uh, the forest in the trees here. You know, I think you make a compelling point, a point I make often. They will basically create a cultural storm in the media and debate about it, continually debate about it, while voting the same way on economy, voting the same way on banks, voting the same way on higher education. Uh, but they will seem polar opposite in the media battles. But that's really the minority of uh, disagreement. The majority of things they're still voting the same way on, which typically is actually adverse to our best interests. So when you look at some of the spending, right? You're dropping the aid to Ukraine, you're increasing some of the domestic spending for aid. But let me ask you the question about the affiliation of Matt Gates. And Matt Gates, he he says he's against it in principle because we continue to pass these bills that continue to increase the deficit and the budget, but no one was saying any of this when Trump was raising the deficit increasing the budget, increasing spending. And the truth is all presidents have their, let's just say biases when it comes to what they would like to fund and defund. So why do you think Gates is all of a sudden acting as if he truly gives a damn about fiscal conservatism? You know, I used to teach business communications at Lehigh University as an adjunct. And one time I had a student come to me, I'd given him a C on a paper. And he said, you know, I spent 10 hours on this thing. I deserve an A. I want to be graded based on my effort, not on my results. And I looked at him and I'd say the exact same thing to Matt here, which is that talk is really cheap. But when it comes down to it, you have to put your best foot forward and it's your actions 
that you are responsible for at the end of the day. And I think that could be said of a lot of different representatives, senators, the president, and a huge number of folks in the administrative state after this weekend. Uh, your, your actions speak louder than your words ever could. You know, um, the federal government is the largest employer of singular, single employer of black people uh, in America. Uh, and obviously a shutdown adversely impacts a lot of people. And by extension, kind of adversely impacts everybody, right? I wonder how did Matt Gates and a couple of others think this would play out when you really don't have either of the political parties having an appetite to shut down the government. There, there are times when they seem to have that appetite. This did not seem to be the political narrative for this one, but they, they seem to be out of touch. What say you to that? Well, first and foremost, I think you have to have compassion, right? Politics, you know, the government doesn't do anything. Collectives right. can't act independently. There's no such thing as an independent collective. So at the end of the day, this is all human beings who are doing things. And downstream of that is that there's a very real human effect of all the different decisions that are made on Capitol Hill. So I feel for all of the people who work in the federal government who would have been negatively impacted by this. Uh, and certainly the media uh, did not hold back on making that point again and again and again. I think, uh, you know, referencing uh, the trash collector uh, in the offices and the librarian and the cafeteria worker. But at the end of the day, each of us makes decisions about where we're going to work. And quite frankly, the federal government right now is a company that's not providing value. Now, I can easily say no to Google. I cannot buy from Amazon. Heck, even Twitter, I could just say I'm done with it, as so many people do. But if I try to say no to the federal government, there's going to be a huge problem. And I think that's really important to keep in mind. I have the question of why these people at all levels of government are working for an organization that, according to Brown University, has killed 387,000 civilians since 2001. Yes, we need accountability at the top from people who are making decisions, but quite frankly, at every level of governance and also among citizenry, we need individuals who are going to stand up for the right decision, the moral decision, and say enough is enough. Here's how I think you solve it. And I agree with your sentiment. Enough is enough. This is insane. Here's how you solve it. I want to get your response on record. When the government shuts down, make sure that everybody else's paycheck is tied into the paychecks that the members of Congress get. That everybody else's benefits are tied into the benefits that a member of Congress gets. That means that when the government shuts down, members of Congress who only have one true job based on constitution and that's to pass a budget. That the members of Congress, when they cannot do their jobs, they don't get paid any money. Now I think you'll have a whole lot less government shutdowns if you connect all of their money to all of our money. I think that's a great point. And I think it's a first step, right? I think accountability is definitely the end of the road. That's where we wanna see. Yeah. Uh, everything headed. Uh, personally, I'm of the opinion that congressmen should not be paid. Uh, I don't think that if you're going to be a public servant, you should be there for the right reasons. And yesterday, believe it or not, there were individuals calling uh, for a, a raise for Congress because of the fact that they haven't gotten a raise since 2009. I think that's preposterous. Uh, and I, you know, and just one other brief point, because again, recognizing that this isn't just the people who are sitting in Congress; it's the folks who are in each of these different administrations. You know. There was uh, actually a speech made 
about the the plight of the ATF agent uh, being put out of business. And I'm sorry, but the IRS spent $1.2 million on ballistics shields in 2020, $463,000 on tactical shotguns. And guess what? As soon as people do start to get frustrated about their money being taken out of their paycheck at a high rate, it's really frustrating to know that we're financing the tools to hold us uh, violently accountable on the other side. Huge point of frustration. I think that needs to be addressed very, very quickly. Man, you and I agree on about 95% of everything you've said on the show. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate your leadership, man. We'll definitely have you back on the program, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable. Indisputable is still the fastest growing news show in America compared to CNN, Fox News, and 30 other networks. We tell the truth on Indisputable because the truth is indisputable. We go places that other news media outlets refuse to go. When there were human rights abuses happening at the Victorville prison, guards and members of the community contacted us. You, through your investigative reporting, unearthed very troubling allegations about specific forms of abuse and discrimination in the federal prison system. It really doesn't take much to be a trusted voice. All it takes is to be fearless, report on matters, be an advocate. I called it the bullpen intentionally because it's a place of preparation. We present individuals who may have an opposing view, so we debate. Sometimes we interview individuals because their stories deserve to be heard. A survivor of significant police misconduct and his attorney. We covered this story earlier and to remind you of the horror of one man being shot at damn near 100 times by the police. We take time on this show to showcase the temper tantrums of Karens in the wild. We do this not because we wanna see people's emotional outbursts in public, but because these incidents are emblematic of a bigger societal issue taking place across the nation, and it has to be checked. My friend, my big homie, attorney at law, Benjamin Crump. I just wanna thank you, man, when educated, articulate brothers like yourself speak truth to power, it makes a great difference in changing the landscape in America. Listen, no matter what you do, don't allow the politics of ideology to evaporate the soul that still exists inside of you. They don't stop, I don't stop. Racism won't stop, I won't stop. Systemic bias won't stop, I won't stop. People still need health care, so I won't stop. People still need criminal justice systems reform, so I won't stop. You won't stop either.